What is up, podcast community? My name is Michael Chernow, and this is the Creatures of Habit podcast. Habits are everything, and on this show, I will be interviewing some of the most inspiring, motivated, and high-performing humans on the planet to learn about the daily habits, routines, and rituals that help keep them focused, determined, on top of their game, and ultimately, happy. My journey from the depths of addiction and misery to success as a family man and serial entrepreneur was only made possible by replacing bad habits with great ones. And my mission in life today is to share that story and the story of others with you to bring value and life-changing tools to as many people as possible. So sit back, relax, and pay attention because what you hear in this podcast today can potentially change your life. Let's go. Today, I have a co-founder duo, Erica Huss and Zoe Sakutis, who are the co-founders of Earth and Star, which is a functional mushroom company, and they provide, sell, and make some of the most delicious, ready-to-drink coffee, lattes, and chocolate made with functional mushrooms for anyone who wants to optimize their lives on a daily basis. This is not the first time you have been on a podcast with me. I had you guys on the Born or Made podcast and we had an awesome conversation. This one's a little bit different because I think the, the audience knows who you are at this point. Uh, I am going to be asking you all about your habits, about your routines, and about some of the rituals that uh, you guys do on a daily basis to keep you on your toes and on the path of wellness and awesomeness. So <laughs> being that there's two of you, I'm just going to toggle back and forth if that's cool with you guys. Let's Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having us, nice Michael. Zoe, you and I know each other for a very long time. Back in the day. God, back like, in the it day. It really is. And we both look like, you know, still like we're 20-ish. I would love, I <laughs> just made my day. You know, like I, I often look in the mirror and say, I don't feel like I'm 41. Or I, I, at least I don't think I look like I'm 41, but I could be lying to myself. Um, I feel like I kind of look like the guy I was back in the day behind the bar at Frank restaurant. Yeah, I think you do. Which is a good thing. It's a compliment. Yeah. I hope you're right. just saying that. Um, cause it, you know, that's what I'm hoping to do. So the first question I like to ask our guests is if they could walk us through their morning routine. So why don't we start with Erica? Walk us through your morning routine. I set my alarm a little bit before seven. I try to get up by seven out of bed. One of my, I guess, habits, maybe you'll touch on it later. I don't know, but I, I have my phone next to my bed, which I know we're not supposed to do. I do put it on airplane mode. Um, I don't look at email until I am like well into my morning because that's like the one thing I find very triggering and distracting. So I get up, I do a 10 to 15 minute meditation. It varies from day to day in terms of time, in terms of approach, but I've been very diligent about keeping that practice in whatever form it is for the last, I don't know, six or seven years. Then I do a little quick news podcast, generally NPR, and then I feed my cats and um, I do a little, uh, a little moment of like a gratitude journal kind of, kind of thing. And that's when I actually like, then after that, I open my email and, and start my day. But I really try to kind of keep all of that out of my brain for as long as possible before I, I kind of roll into things. Zoe, what you got? My morning is based on how I prepare the, the, the night before, like a hundred percent. So because I have two little ones, I've got like 
deaf dog with dementia, just like all these sort of things that constantly um, disrupt sleep and disrupt their four mornings. And so I'm like packing lunches and like my morning is so front loaded with like a ton of things that I have to do immediately. <laughs> like from the moment I open my eyes, I'm just like shot out of bed. So I do a lot of prep work before I go to sleep. I, you know, do all the, all the things for like the kids in the morning. I don't honestly have like a ton of time. I would love to be the person who's like, I wake up two hours before my kids get up. I've tried it. I've definitely tried it a couple of times and they're just so young that it's so inconsistent where it's like, I could wake, I could try and wake up at like, you know, four thirty, five o'clock to do all the, the meditating and the journaling and the, you know, the work and feel a little bit like I've, I've gotten ahead of myself for the day, but, um, I feel like most often when I try that, it's I'm usually just hanging out with like a four-year-old because she's like awake, like, hey, you're awake at five too. Let's party. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of in this zone now where I just, you know, I I get the things done that I need to in the morning. Um, and it's almost like two shifts. Like I get kids off to school, I get breakfast is made. Um, you know, I'm on like the city bus drive, you know, taking them to school. I don't drive the bus, but I'm on the bus. You know, I, I come back, it's about 8.45 and, you know, I'll, I'll finish my coffee. I make a list. This is the one consistent thing that I do before I start pretty much anything is just sort of do a brain dump before I open emails and start digging in and start getting distracted. It is like the only thing that helps me feel, you know, somewhat centered and focused. Like I have a task and I'm going to like sort of be proactive and in control of the things that I want to go after, as opposed to just being like reactive to everything that happens, which is a lot in the morning. You know, you often get bombarded with just like an overflowing inbox, just the things that happen very naturally. So you can just like immediately write a list, stick to it. You know, even if you don't tackle all the things, at least you've like gotten it out of your brain. So you've got somewhat of a clear mind and that's kind of it. This podcast is brought to you by, you guessed it, Creatures of Habit. Creatures of Habit is a lifestyle and wellness brand. We launched the brand with a product called The Protagonist. It is a superhuman oatmeal. It is not just regular oatmeal. It is plant-based, dairy-free, non-GMO, gluten-free, packed with 30 grams of plant-based protein, omega-3 fatty acids, vitamin D3, probiotic, digestive enzymes, truly the best thing you can put in your body to kickstart your day, used as a pre-workout meal or a post-workout meal. This is a meal, everybody. This is not a snack. This is a meal. It is perfect for on the go. Use promo code K-O-H-P-O-D-20, the number 20. That's K-O-H-P-O-D-20 at checkout when you pop over to creaturesofhabit.com. That is creatures with a K, creaturesofhabit.com. We appreciate you. We love you. And now on to the pod. What is your wind down routine? Wind down routine, uh, a little tricky for me. I, I'm not a great sleeper, never have been my whole life. Um, so there's like a lot that's involved in it, but I've kind of weaned myself off of screen time after certain hours. Um, and I try to read or do a puzzle or do something that is like, Yes, visual and engaging in some way, but definitely not with screens. And that's generally like I try to do no screens after like 930 or 10 o'clock. And then I've got my whole like cocktail of sleep supplements, magnesiums and valerians and all sorts of different things that I keep on rotation because apparently if I do the same thing every night, that doesn't work either. You know, that's 
kind of it. I try to, um, I've got my like ritual with my skin and whatever that is just part of like getting ready for bed, which is not that interesting for the purposes of this conversation. And yeah, to Zoe's point, I do try to kind of get ahead, make lists. I try to, I go through and like make sure that whatever I absolutely had to get done that day is either teed up for the next morning or has found its way into a different kind of priority list. I try very hard to not have like lists going through my head while I sleep, which is part of the insomnia issue. So anything that's kind of hanging out there, I try to assign it, you know, whatever level of importance or urgency it needs. If it's something that urgently needs to happen the next day, then that goes straight into like this journal planner thing that I have. But I do try to, I mean, I plan my workout. I plan not all food, but some food at least the night, the day before the night before and any kind of major priorities. We actually, to Zoe's point, we did an interview with uh, this like sleep expert who gave us, actually, I thought was really valuable advice. He was like, you have to do your, um, he calls it like your to-do list. And then your like, like your worry list. Basically. It was like to do and to worry. So it was yeah, like two columns, like, these are the things you have to do. These are the things right. you're worried about. You know, it's like all kind of that stuff. And and then I try to, I'm in bed before 11. I like to try to fall asleep by 11 because I need my six plus hours and it takes me a really long time to fall asleep. But I did a whole bunch of sleep training and weird stuff a couple months ago, trying to like stay up super late in order to sleep the right number. And now I've gotten back to, you know, as long as I'm in bed before 11, then I'm generally set up for seven hours plus. Is there something that you can share with us that has actually worked for you? Like, is there one thing that you've done that's really actually made an impact? I mean, I think for me, I've found my personal, you know, sort of cocktail of supplements that I like, but I do magnesium, valerian, and sometimes a CBD tincture, but sometimes not. CBN is actually the compound that is specific to sleep. So CBD in general is not necessarily going to have the same effect. So I have that little tincture and honestly, it's, yeah, I think two hours at minimum before, before bed, you know, no food and Again, it's, it's kind of a constant quest for me. So right now, like this week, that's what's working for me. But if you ask me again next week, it might be totally different. All right, Joe, let's Boy. see what you got. God, I wish I was a weed person. I've tried so hard. <laughs> I've tried so many times. It's just not my thing. I'm so jealous when people are just like, oh, I'm just going to take a weed gummy and like fall asleep and whatever. I'm just like, I would be I, like in a K-hole if I took up. A- <laughs> I just like, I can't. My chemistry is not, does not agree with the, the, the ganja, the CBD, but Anyway, so my sleep routine, yeah. So I was saying before it starts, or, you know, my, my wind down routine is I'm actually a good sleeper. If, uh, you know, if people would just leave me alone um, and not interrupt me, but it's not really that crazy. I'm like one of those people who like preps the coffee before they go to bed and they wake up, they just have to like click the thing. And I make probably 80% of my kids lunch before I go to bed. So I don't have to do you know, quite so much in the morning. So I kind of like, I feel like I'm like setting props, like, you know, like in a play, <laughs> like you put the, the hat production. here. Yes. For the sleep production. It's really for the morning production. It's like, and then I'm going to place like strategically place like the coats over here with like gloves and hats. So everything is sort of this like seamless kind of um, production in the morning, which never happens, but it would be far worse if I didn't set it up at night. So yeah, so after our, our kids go down and after we do that whole routine, I kind of do that. Um, I think this is a, it was kind of like a product of COVID actually, which is, you know, normally after like our kids go down and we're kind of like, you know, done with dinner and we have like wine or whatever, 
maybe we like watch movie or like read something. And I just got into this habit where I'm like every evening after I've kind of like done my stuff, maybe my husband stays up a little bit later, like reading extra long with the kids over. I just like phone a friend. I find this to be like the healthiest habit where I will just pick up the phone, you know, go to my backyard, go to my living room, wherever, just find a little private spot, pick up the phone, talk to your friend, have a laugh. And it's like, I do that at least every other night. And I don't have that many friends. <laughs> no, I think it's just like, it's so important to connect with people, especially now because we're also, you know, on the screen and, and texting and all, we're all communicating through these different platforms, but nobody's just like picking up the phone and having a conversation. And I find it to be so relaxing. Like it calms me down. It like brings me out of my own head. You know, it's sort of just like, real-time engagement and allows me to feel very present. And it's like something that I really value. And then, you know, when I was right down to it, I probably go to bed around, I mean, I'm like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a really good sleeper. I have no problem falling asleep. I'll wake up if someone is even thinking about me. Close, like if you're close to me, if you're like breathing heavy, like I need like blackout shades, 68 degree room, like total silence and I'm fine. But otherwise, you know, there's going to be a problem. I go to bed around 10, 10-ish, 11-ish. It usually ends up being around 11.30, if we're being honest. I don't know when this habit started, but like I have to have tea before I go to bed. It's a very, like I'll, I'll drink this, a big giant thermos of hot, delicious. I'm, I'm up at 4 a.m. to pee, no question. See, I have a bladder that is like, a, I don't even, like a horse. I don't understand how it works, but I don't, and it doesn't bother me. So I really drink a lot of tea before I go to bed. Even if I've just been like drinking alcohol, it doesn't even matter. I could be, whatever, falling over drunk, and I'm still like, I have to have my tea before I go to bed. It actually happened at my house, I remember. <laughs> yes, well, me falling over drunk or needing tea or both. Oh, us having like um, a big night in the living room and then you asking for tea. <laughs> I have to. And so, um, because I'm usually so dehydrated, uh, and it's like calms me down and it's hot and it's nice to hold something warm and comforting when you're in your bed trying to wind down. Um, and then I'll do, you know, sometimes I'll read, I definitely take my supplements. I always take magnesium glycinate like every night. And then I'll take, uh, occasionally I'll take some valerian root if I feel a little too, let's do hopped up. And then you're in bed and, and are you just like boom right out? I will meditate myself to sleep. So maybe this is when my meditation truly happens on a more consistent basis. So I do, and it works like a, every time. I mean, it's really magical. You know, you're just supine, you're lying down and you just do a full body scan and you start with your head and you feel the top and then you tense it and then you relax it and you just sort of go through every body part. And before you know it, it's just like, by the time you get to your toes, your body has like, everything has shifted, relaxed, your mind is calm totally engaged and your sleep. I mean, it's really, it works every time. Whenever I do a body scan and a meditation, I feel that part of my body just uh -huh. like, if I'm like right now, feel my toes, like I could, I could put my, my head in my toes and feel them, but mm -hmm. I don't actually do anything physically. Do you actually tense that part that you're exploring or? Maybe. I mean, you could, you know, you could do that if you need to actually feel it a little bit more, but sometimes it's just a matter of like tuning into that very specific body part and then sort of like identifying what it feels like and then relaxing it. Do you, do you so, um, move through like per breath? Like, do you yeah. like take in a breath and you're like top of my head, I, yeah. uh, you know, another breath, my eyes, another breath, my nose. 
Yeah. I think the big, the, another helpful thing just in general is like, um, you know, the, the, the sort of four and six out kind of magical breathing, um, cycle that is just incredible for your nervous system and really does calm you down. So if you breathe in for four, breathe out for six and just really focus on that, those numbers. I mean, it's, it's, again, it just feels sort of magical, but then if you're, you know, if you're focusing on a body part, you know, during the sort of body scan, you know, it also helps like maybe not think of it as like tense it and then relax it, but sort of like breathe into that specific body part and then relax. It just helps you kind of like connect with it. And even if I wake up in the middle, you know, sometimes I'll wake up at like three for whatever reason on my own, not disturbed, just my brain is going haywire. And I will just go right into that again. I guess it's really hard to fall back asleep sometimes, especially if you're waking up because you're so stir crazy. Um, or your mind is just sort of, you know, gone into some other gear of to-do lists. I think it's really helpful to even in that moment to do like a body scan meditation. It's the principle of yoga nidra, which is like yogic nap, they call it. And there's all these podcasts that I've started listening to recently that talk about this principle, which is a pretty straightforward principle from meditation, but it's, you know, it's a guided thing. Um, and they call it yogic nap because you don't actually even have to sleep in order to get the benefit of it, but that's what they do. And it's not about tensing and releasing so much as it's just becoming aware of it and like Mm -hmm. relax it completely, relax it completely. And it is, it's fascinating. Three habits that you simply cannot let's go to four habits and then you get to Erica and you get to Zoe. So four habits that you simply cannot live without that you implement on a almost daily basis, if not daily basis, that really help optimize your life. I guess I touched on one of them already, which is having very strict rules with myself about email access. Um, I'm on email all day. I'm not one of those people who is, I don't know what the jobs are, but I know there are people in jobs that are like, I don't check email until three o'clock every day. And then only once for half an hour. I'm like, that's just not how my day goes. So I'm very, very strict about no email before I have like the rest of my morning routine. And that has definitely helped me kind of be able to start my day tee things up properly without getting in my head before I've had a chance to kind of like, you know, set my intentions and get myself organized. No TV in the bedroom ever. I've never had a TV in my bedroom my whole life. And I think that that has been, you know, a huge, whatever you want to call it. It's it's beneficial in many ways. I feel like it it creates a time suck that I just, I don't want to allocate there. And then um, I've been doing this like bullet journal system of keeping myself organized for five years at this point. Like I always had trouble figuring out, I never really wanted to be like a digital calendar only kind of person. I'm very tactile. I still read hardcover books. Like I don't, I don't like everything digital. And so the bullet journal system has been, you know, I read about it a few years ago and I tried it out and I was like, oh, let's see how this goes. I always kind of give something a shot for a little while and it goes away, but this I've stayed with it. Um, It's the best way that I have found to integrate keeping my personal stuff organized with work stuff and being able to kind of seamlessly see it all in one place. And, you know, it does take a little bit of work and setting it up and I don't do it as to the letter as some of the recommended, you know, resources that I've read and other people I know who do it, you know, they've got their indexes and things are color coded and I'm not quite that fanatical about it, but it is like the best system that I've had for just keeping my, my day and my planner and my kind of agenda organized in my head. Yeah, for sure. All right, Zoe, some, some habits that you can't not live without. Man, well, I guess we all just revealed our journaling habit. Talked about it before, sort of like in the morning routine, like definitely can't live without it. Okay, so here's one that's not necessarily a habit, more of like a, like a 
it's like a mental habit that I've been trying to do for a long time, inspired by the marshmallow test, which is just a very simple idea that is delayed gratification and just waiting. And this is, sounds so simple, but it really is like the most challenging thing for me to do. But I find that it affects every single area of my life. If I can actually just pause, whether it's, you know, dealing with a child who's having a total breakdown, if I can like self-regulate and take a beat first and just delay my own reaction, even by five minutes, that goes totally different. If I'm, you know, writing a paper, edit, like looking at something, instead of dashing, you know, hitting send on like whatever email, just like wait five minutes, come back to it. I find that like nine times out of 10, probably 10 times out of 10, something has to be changed or I feel differently about something. And it always in a good way, right? It's just this like constant, like that's sort of how it applies to writing. But honestly, I think it, it just, it, it applies to everything, right? Like even when you're making big decisions, there's always a tendency, especially if you're, you know, at a startup like we are, you know, you have a lot of decisions to make every day. They feel very, like some are very big, some are, are small, but I find it doesn't matter if you can just give it a little bit of time, you will always have a better outcome. I find that it is something, you know, even when you're in an argument with someone, I mean, it's just like, it really applies to everything. It's just like, can I react right now? Of course I can. And I'll be probably not happy with my reaction. So I'm going to just take a beat, let that digest for a minute. Even if it's like five minutes, sometimes it's like days, you know, I find that time is really just, it allows you so much perspective and, you know, you, you, you look at things a lot differently. One habit that you've broken that was meaningful in your life and how you broke it. It's probably stuff I've touched on again, like screen time, broken, late night screen time, done, morning screen time, done. I don't know. That's probably my worst habit, I think, in terms of something that affects productivity. So the fact- How'd you break it? I, it wasn't really all that dramatic. It was just like, I'm going to try this one day and see how it goes. And did I like freak out? Did I die? Did anything terrible happen? No. So then I tried it again the next day. And then the next day, it didn't require so much effort or stick to because I think it was just kind of like, it actually did make things easier and it kind of calmed my brain down enough. So I was like, okay, that makes, that makes sense. That makes a difference. I don't know. I mean, this is just the first thing that I'm thinking of, but I, I feel like the habit that I don't do anymore is really not, a, it can't even take credit because it's just sort of like a forced function of having children and a dog. So <laughs> it's like when I wake up pretty much within like 45 minutes, I am outside, I'm breathing fresh air. The sun is hitting my eyes and I wasn't always doing that. Uh, right. Like I didn't have to. So I would literally just like get up, like not go outside. Sometimes I would go outside to like the afternoon. I would just be like indoors working, doing whatever I needed to do inside. There's no natural light. There's no fresh air, whatever. And it's really unhealthy, right? Like it makes a big difference in like your circadian rhythm and how you sleep that night. And it really regulates you. Um, and I only noticed how powerful it was because of the fact that I now do it every day, like clockwork. I have to. And, you know, it wasn't something I was totally conscious of, but it kind of happened uh, again, like as a force function. And once I did it, I was like, oh, if I don't do that, it's actually a problem. Like it affects my day. Like I feel really shitty. Um, I don't probably go to bed at the same time that I would like to that night. So I think just like 
maybe everyone just needs to have children and dogs and, you know, maybe a farm that, that forces them to get up, you know, get up and go outside and breathe fresh air and get sunlight to like actually hit their face um, and regulate them. But it's pretty powerful. It sounds so simple, but it's a super powerful um, thing to do every day. This podcast is brought to you by, you guessed it, Creatures of Habit. Creatures of Habit is a lifestyle and wellness brand rooted in functional nutrition. The protagonist is a superhuman, incredibly delicious instant and overnight oatmeal blend developed to feed your body the most optimized blend of vitamins, minerals, and macros. With premium oats, 30 grams of plant-based protein, omega-3 fatty acids, vitamin D3, a probiotic, and digestive enzymes in each pouch, you will never have to think about what to eat for breakfast, pre-workout, or post-workout meal, or a healthy meal any time of the day in a pinch. Made four simple and convenient ways. One, just add hot water. Two, overnight in the fridge. Three, add to a delicious smoothie, or simply put in the microwave. Take the stress out of worrying about what to eat for a healthy and delicious way to kickstart your day. And if you fast, this is the perfect meal one as it delivers wellness, satiety, and delicious flavors. Pop over to creaturesofhabit.com. That's creaturesofhabit.com with a K, creaturesofhabit.com, and put in promo code K-O-H-P-O-D-20 for 20% off your first order. This is the final question. This is how I end every podcast. What is it all for? Why do you push the way you push? Why do you feel the need to make and create, have routines, have habits? What is it all for? I've always been a big fan of like art needing boundaries kind of thinking. And I feel like everything that you do in life needs some sort of parameters like you need guidelines you need sort of rails to keep you focused and on task and otherwise i think it's very hard to create so for me i find like all of these habits and tasks and all the things that we do to sort of keep us you know not in the straight and narrow but like healthy and like on on point allow us to sort of like thrive and create the things that we need to create within those boundaries but i just have this like one of my first hangs with like my, one of my best friends, we were at some restaurant and she's like an artist. And we had this like paper table cloth or whatever. And there were like crayons on the table. Like, I don't know, some weird hip restaurant. And like, I don't know, we all, there were a couple other people there and somebody yelled at like, we all had to draw something. And I literally, everyone just started drawing and I just took out a marker and I outlined this big square. <laughs> Mario. My friend Mario looked at me and she was like, she looked, she gave me such daggers. Like I was such a psychopath. She was, and then I just like, didn't think anything of it. I made my space. I made my frame and I'm like, this is what I have to work within. And no one's going to get in my space. Now I know what I'm working with. I know what my boundaries are, what my parameters are. And she was so, she was just like, so offended and like, God, you're so like, you know, like rigid or like, you don't have, like, you should just be more free form and like, let it flow, whatever. And I'm just like, I can't create that way. I need to know what I'm working with. Like, I need to know the space in which I'm, I'm working. So it's, I don't know, for me, that's just sort of what I, what my, my brain went to when you asked that question. Yeah. I think it's a similar answer for me, which is that I like knowing that there is um, kind of a template to work from. I like having 
a plan. What is it all for? I guess it's for feeling like I can optimize myself, which is kind of what we're trying to do every day in this business anyway, is helping other people optimize their selves with, you know, products and ingredients and things like that. It's all about setting up for being the best version that you can be. Um, And if you require a template and those types of guardrails and boundaries, then, you know, you're setting yourself up well. And if you know yourself and that's not how you operate, then by all means, like don't be the the creature of habit. But I think certainly for the purposes of what you're doing here, Michael, and what what we're all doing, I think I, I would be surprised to find any entrepreneur that just like throws caution to the wind and has absolutely no sense of like schedule and boundary and time and and having, you know, looking at it in a block. It just, it's, it feels like you set yourself up for optimal performance that way. This conversation was awesome. I, uh, I, I really enjoyed it. Truly, I did. There's so much value here. There's so many things that we talked about that I think a lot of people are going to be able to relate to. And also, if they can't relate to it, potentially implement it into their lives, right? That is the purpose of this podcast, for people to listen, learn, implement, and be a better version. That's it. That is all I'm trying to do here. And that is the, the ethos of the brand that I just launched and sounds like the brand that you guys are, are uh, out there pushing. So I appreciate you taking the time. Time is everything. And you guys gave me some of yours for free. And that means a lot. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For oh, thank anybody you, out there that is, uh, is looking to optimize and explore better ways to walk through the world, go check out Earth and Star. Check out Zoe and Erica. Um, where, where can we find you guys social media wise? Uh, it's at Earth and Star Co. That's the fastest way to find us. Doing Sweet. What we're doing. You guys are amazing. Thank you so, so much. And keep crushing the way. So nice to see you again. And there you have it, folks. I hope we delivered some valuable content for you to implement into your life on a daily basis. Please remember that our habits have the power to make us or break us. Replacing bad habits with great ones is the answer to living a life of happiness, optimism, and high performance. We are capable of achieving anything. We all have what it takes to give it all we've got. Commit to one great habit each day and truly commit and watch how everything in your life starts evolving from good to great. If you enjoyed this podcast, please follow us wherever you listen to your podcast. Give us a five-star rating and a nice review that will help us grow this podcast, bring on more amazing guests, and continue to deliver invaluable content on a weekly basis. Lastly, Please share this podcast with any friends or family that you think might appreciate it. And always remember, want plus do equals have. Until the next one, fam. Peace.